Hold on, what's going on? Hold on, wait a minute. Let me get some pimping in it. All right. Three, two, one. What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girls Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here with my other half, Tony Trujillo, Austin Rawlson, Austin, buddy. How have you been? Um, I'm doing great. Uh, to open it, I do have to. I have to do something real quick. Okay, you ready for this? Let's do it. Nikki Haley has announced she's, she's running for president. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. Austin's excited. <laughs> I've been on a nonstop high for like a week now. I've been so pumped. You mean a year? <laughs> like, you mean for like a year or two you've been posting about Nikki Haley? So, it's been two years now. Right, right. Okay, so it's official. Nikki Haley is running. Um, this is actually a good thing because we got three people now to choose from on the like lesser of two evil side. That being said, I know you heard Candace Owens and her whole, I'm not voting for Nikki Haley because I had a bad reaction. Did you hear that shit? Come on, bro. Tell me you heard that. No, I refuse. I did not see that. Um, <laughs> I usually don't respect anything Candace Owens says because she's a bit crazy. Um, she's a bit of a grifter. I don't like her very much. So I didn't. I she doesn't. Usually she says things that it never hits my radar. So dude, she's gotten weird. Like I love her, but she's gotten a little crazy. Like a little too. Like handmaid's tell handmaid's tell for me, bro. Like she's just so weird. So what did she say? So I guess like Nikki Haley didn't address her a certain way, like shook her hand. It was like robotic, according to Candace Owens. She was really robotic and not like engaged with Candace Owens, like just like a brief hello. It's nice. Oh to my God, her entire episode, her entire, his an entire episode titled Why I Won't Be Voting for Nikki Haley. That's the one. That's the one I was listening to. And she said it rubbed her the wrong way. I thought it was going to be something like Nikki Haley said something I didn't like. No, dude, it's it's simply just I didn't like the way she addressed me. And then on to the next. That's it. So it was I a little crazy. I saw behind the scenes at a speaking event that informed my decision not to vote for Nikki Haley. And I think you should be privy to that information because knowledge is power. Plus, very disturbing details have been uncovered about you. Pen- oh, I don't know. You're just... Oh my God! Nikki Haley didn't address you, so your pride's hurt. You freaking loser! Go sit yeah. down and sh- sit down. Shut up. No one cares what you think. That's exactly what that is, dude. Like, <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So the issue with Candace Owens, man, is that she does feel like a clickbait in a sense. Like, it feels like she just throws shit out there that's meant to make you upset. She's a grifter. Yeah. She purposely does things that she doesn't believe. She doesn't believe half the stuff she says, but it gets a reaction yeah. out of people and it makes her money. No, it's 100% what it is because I do like Candace Owens. I've always liked her, but up until recently, she said like the weirdest shit. Like I said, it started with the whole porn is cancer, and I was like, oh, no, not this. And from there, it like escalated. It just got worse and worse. So. She's a little too extreme for me, man. And Matt Walsh, I love him too. He's super extreme. But Candace Owens is like, she's gridlocked, dude. I love Matt Walsh. But the thing is, and I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Matt Walsh is, but Matt Walsh yeah. actually believes what he's saying. Well, yeah, he follows through with what he's saying. And I don't Matt agree Walsh, with like 50% of what he says, but I love him. And Matt Walsh has actually done something good. I mean, there's a bunch of states about to outlaw children mutilate, like mutilating children because of him. Because of him, yeah, he spoke at a trial <clears throat> and everything that had to do with it. So, I mean, what has what has freaking Candace Owens ever done? Good, exactly. What movement? has she done? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the you fuck has she, she done? 
She doesn't really care about the movement. She just cares that it makes her money. Oh, yeah, that's how it feels, dude. It feels she like she's make, just pandering. She could make money saying the exact opposite of what she's saying now. She'll immediately flip what she's saying and um, say that because it'll make her more money. That's how I've been feeling about it, too, because like I said, I do like her. It just it really feels like it's too obvious. She's not like she's not good at hiding whatever mask she's wearing. It's way too obvious. And that's what bothers me. But that being said, Nikki Haley is running for those of you that don't know. Um, I don't think we talked about the State of the Union in the last episode, did we? Um, I don't know if we did. Um, I think a very, uh, um, I don't think we did. I, I mean, there's did. not, there's not much to say other than that it was a bunch of bullshit, but he's a bubbling buffoon and Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a, a goddess. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but yeah, no, I, there's, it she, was... gets out, she gets out there during that freaking that there's there. So doing the address to the state of the union. It's usually really, really hard to do. Um, there's so much fun and pomp and circumstance that goes into the State of the Union that the person who's now responsible for doing the answer to it, there's not that pomp, there's not the circumstance, they're in some room somewhere recording it, right? Um, right. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders did an amazing job drawing the parallels through the speeches. Uh, I mean, if you if you told me that Sarah Huckabee Sanders saw Joe Biden's speech before she wrote hers, I'd believe you. The fact that she didn't do it makes it all the best. Um, I think the best line of the night is um, she says that I and Joe Biden clearly show the um, separ- the separation between us, the Republicans, and the Democrats, while I am the first female, the youngest and first female governor of my state, or the youngest governor in a country, and the first female governor of my state, Joe Biden is the oldest president ever, and the first president to ever sell the United States out to China. Yeah, he's old as shit. There's something wrong with how old that dude is. And it, it's, it's, it's great. She's going to make an amazing president in eight years. Um... It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be awesome. President Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. She's going to do what her dad couldn't do. And I bet you that man is the proudest dad on the planet right now. Austin's over here being the proudest fan on the planet. He's like, ah! But most importantly, for those of you who don't know who Nikki Haley is, Nikki Haley is the future president of the United States, um, possibly. Um, so Nikki Haley was, um, she went into politics, which she's in, um, Carolina, um, in South Carolina, she went during the, um, state, um, the state legislature, uh, down there, the car, they, 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 good, they call it the house of representatives down there. Um, so she was there, she did that after a while she ran for governor. Um, she was polling at 2% when she started to run for governor in Carolina and eventually winning. And winning by, frankly, quite a bit. And then um, she became, let's see. Yeah, and then um, after she was governor, she had two years off. And then Trump called her and said, hey, we want you to be UN ambassador. She said, I'll only do it if if it becomes a cabinet-level official. They said, yeah, definitely, we'll we'll, we'll get that done. You'll be a cabinet official. She's a cabinet official for two years, and then as customary with every other um, UN um, ambassador to the UN, she stepped down, and then um, and someone took her place. Since then, she's worked on a couple projects here and there, of some educational projects for kids, teaching them, um, you know, constitutional history and things like that. And uh, that's really what she's been doing. And now she's running for president. And. There's a lot of people really upset. There's a lot right. of people really excited. Yeah, like I'm sure you heard Don Lemon's reaction. What a ridiculous reaction. It was pretty sexist, dude. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. I'm not one to throw that card around, but it was very sexist. You hear it and you're like, yeah, dude, I could tell you're trying to pander. So 
I mean, if if people don't realize it now, Don Lemon is like he is there for CNN through and through. So that makes sense, right? But that being said, he's talking about Nikki Haley, and he goes so into it that you're like, bro, I think you lost yourself just a little bit. Like, you became sexist for a second. No, so what happened was, during Haley's announcement speech, which I watched live and was phenomenal, um, Nikki Haley went out and said that she believes that people over the age of 75 should have competency tests before they can run for office. And they're older than 75, they should do it. 100% agree. She said because they're not, because outside of 85, they're not in their prime. Outside of 75, they're not in their prime. And this freaking loser, this absolute loser, John Lemon gets out there and goes, well, Nikki Haley's not her prime. She's not a spring. She's not 20 or 30. Women's primes in their 20 and 30. Like, hold on, time out. Maybe their sexual prime. You freaking disgusting human being. Yeah, it was Nikki way Haley too is hot. 50. Nikki Haley is 51 years old. She is eight, um, seven years younger than Kamala Harris. She is, I think it's 18 years younger than Hillary Clinton. Um, you wouldn't think you wouldn't he wouldn't be saying that about anybody, he wouldn't be saying that about Hillary Clinton. Well, no, it's the simple fact that she's, so she's like, is she running as Republican now? Because she was Democrat. Who? Nikki Haley. No, Nikki Haley's never been a Democrat. I thought she was. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of fucking, um, hold, I'm sorry, no, wrong, wrong person. But it's the fact that she's Republican. That's what I'm getting at. Who the fuck was I thinking about? She's Democrat. Oh, you're thinking of um, from Hawaii. You know who I'm talking Tulsi about. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, okay. So wrong person. No, but, no we don't like. I, Austin doesn't like Tulsi. Tulsi's a. <laughs> she's I. You know. She's a, she's a hippie. Okay. A dis, a, well, yeah. a, or a, a, a moronic hippie who doesn't understand foreign policy. She thinks I went to war, so I know everything it is to know about about um. And war is evil, and we should never go to war with anybody ever. <laughs> we should have all kinds of tariffs on stuff to make sure that people never leave our country. And talking <laughs> about you, psychopath. <laughs> okay, no. So, like, Don Lemon only spoke that way about Nikki Haley because she's Republican. If right. it had been anybody else, totally different story. But it was obvious. You know, like, I've got a Democrat friend. I was talking to her about it, and she's like, that was pretty shitty the way he. He was speaking. I was like, okay, so you get what I'm saying, right? And she's like, yes, I do, actually. And me and her never agree on anything. But she was like, I get it because had she have been Democrat, would he have stooped so low? And I was like, right. You know, so Don Lemon has always been way too straightforward. So, you know, it, it was bound to happen, but the way he just like took the mask off and was like sexist all the way through it was a little too obvious it's like damn bro you really don't like republicans you don't like women either apparently but aside from that we do have balloons being shot down all the way across the fucking country yeah and some of them once they the make their tree. course yeah once they're finished making their course then they shoot them down and it turns out it's a science project. You heard that, right? The story about how it was just to do something random. Yeah, what's crazy is so that, that balloon, they, they popped the spy balloon. And then they were like, there's like five other UFOs. We shot them all down. And there's like it's a UFOs. bunch of children. There's like a bunch of kids who like put a balloon up from the Dollar Tree with a little CB radio in it. They're like learning about air and all of a sudden their balloon just drops out the face of the earth. <laughs> They're like, They're like what bro, happened to our balloon? <laughs> and where's my fucking balloon? <laughs> and the president's making a mockery of it. They're just like, people out here shooting little kids' balloons out the sky. If anybody learns... If anything, bro, they learned that that thing went further than their expectations. They were like, okay, that thing can last in the air. Mm-hmm. That, 
That being said, the government didn't like it. They were like, hey, let's wait a little bit, because what if we shoot it down and it lands on some fuckers? Which is reasonable, but the whole, like, let's wait till it finishes course, that's clearly a Democrat thing. Because there's no way Biden's making the calls on this, dude. There's no fucking way. And I, I know that people hate Republicans, but let's be honest. He's not going to be president again. There's no fucking way. I don't see it, dude. I really don't see any way that they're like, oh, yeah, let's vote him in again. Because I've met so many people, Democrat or not, that are like, I fucked up. <laughs> I made a mistake voting for the son of a bitch. And I was like, yeah, dude. Ugh. We warned you. So. Um, not to say I told you so, but. Yeah, you're a fucking moron. Like. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that all Democrats are stupid, but that was a stupid decision. We'll just put it that way. So dumb. He's not the oldest president, if you want to get accurate in terms of Trump's age, but he's not coherent. He's definitely like, anyway, yeah, the thing, man. You know who's got a good impression of fucking Trump, though, dude? Ben Shapiro. His fucking impression is so amazing. Funny. His his and um, Al Roker impression is just so funny. So I watched a video. It's a little off topic, but uh, somebody I was working with, we were talking about OnlyFans. He told me to look up this video. I think his name is Shane Gillis or I, I don't remember. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but he's a comedian that did like a bunch of skits on YouTube. This one in particular is called The OnlyFans Dad. So... This girl in the skit takes her boyfriend to meet the family for the first time, and they hear the dad upstairs, like, making noise. And everybody's like, just leave it alone. He's fine. And he's like, no, I'm going to go check on that man. He does not sound fine. This dude makes it upstairs, and he finds out that the dad is, like, fucking some machine, and he's an OnlyFans model. It's a funny skit, dude. He's like, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, I came to meet the family. Oh, yeah, you think I'm stupid? You think I'm... I'm not, I don't know what you're going to try to do with my daughter. <laughs> and he's like moaning because this machine's jerking him off, dude. And they're like, who's watching this? He's like, a lot of fellows. You guys like those PS5s? You like that summer vacation house? And he's making all this money. And dude, it was so funny because the guy I was talking to was like, I don't understand OnlyFans. And I told him, dude, me and my buddy Austin have talked about this on the show like numerous times. And we've agreed it's a great business model. But same thing. We're like, what the fuck? Who pays for this shit? Why would you pay for porn? That's the thing, dude. It's Porn is free. But it's the idea that if it's somebody you want to see, whether it's a celebrity or like a local person you know, that person is probably going to drop like $20 or whatever the subscription fee is. And then we know it's like every other knockoff of OnlyFans where it's like pay extra for the hidden picture or video. So people are going to pay for it, but that's what led on to that stupid skit. Um, I just had to throw that out there. I can't remember the name. It's like Shane Gillis or it's somebody. It's a comedian. He's funny as fuck. Um, aside from that, I did want to talk about a movie I saw. Um, you know how we talked about how the well was Oscar bait? Yeah. This, this movie that I watched was clickbait. So I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Infinity Pool. It's a horror film. It's got Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth. If you guys don't know who Mia Goth is, she was in X and Pearl, this, the uh, prequel. Mia Goth is actually an up-and-coming star. She's really good at, at acting. She's pretty much who carries this movie. Long story short, Infinity Pool was all over my Facebook, all over my Instagram, all over my Twitter. It was bound to happen. I was going to watch it. I went to Vudu to see how much it was. $25 to rent, $15 to own. You do the math. I decided to own this fucking movie that I don't like. Oh, no. <laughs> I bought it. And the reason I watched it was because Mia Goth was in it. And they were like, it's a film by Brandon Cronenberg. He's the son of David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg is a phenomenal director, dude. He's directed all the creepy like horror films you could think of that were violent and gory. Over the top. That being said, I wanted to watch it. It was everywhere. They were like, it's controversial. It's gritty. It's dark. It's disgusting. 
everything that has a Cronenberg name written all over it. I watched this movie, dude. It could have been PG-13. I was really pissed. So if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to spoil it for you so you don't watch it. I spent $15 on this fucking movie that I now own. Um, Like I said, I'm going to spoil this for you. So this movie is about this fucking writer. He takes his wife with him to like a fictional island. They run into this couple that's really creepy, really like seductive. They go hang out with them on the beach. They get drunk. They run over some fucking farmer. And in this country, there's a rule that is like met with the government. It's a, it's like a tourist guide um, agreement. So if you're a tourist and you commit a crime, you agree that in that country, you are allowed to be treated as such. Meaning if you kill someone in that country, that, that fucking person that you killed, their next of kin is allowed to execute you. So this guy is on trial. Like he just ran over a drunk dude. He's fucked. And they're like, hey, you got an option here. The Mexican is going to kill you in public, or you can pay money. It will make a replicant of you that they execute, but you got to be present. The theme of this movie is white privilege. <laughs> it was very apparent when I heard that first word about you can pay. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely about privilege. Aside from that, right? His girlfriend pays the money because she's rich. He's not. He's a shitty author. They have replicants made of him. They go to the execution. The next of kin murders this fucking replicant. And the guy watching it like becomes obsessed. And the girl is like, how can you watch that? That's disgusting. He's obsessed with like watching himself get killed. So he gets lured into this underground with the tourists they went with. Where they're like a secret cult society. They go commit crime in this country so that they can pay for replicants of them to get made. And these replicants get murdered. And each time you get murdered, you get an urn with all the ashes of your fucking replicant. So that's the story. I'm not going to go any further. Let me just say this. It was not gory. I've seen worse. The story was stupid because it leads nowhere after the fact that he becomes obsessed with watching himself get murdered. Secondly, there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie that makes no sense for the story it it didn't need to happen and it's two fucking hours this is a long ass movie and it ends where this dude comes to the conclusion that he is a fucking psycho like the rest of these rich white people that do this thing and he just stays there on the island stupid fucking movie dude clearly clickbait infinity pool don't watch don't watch don't don't own it. Don't watch. I made the mistake. I'm mad as fuck. You heard it here. We make the mistake so you don't have to. Don't watch. <laughs> it was cheaper to own it. Now I fucking own it. So I was mad as fuck, dude. <laughs> and I I'll read it wrong, it. dude. I saw the I name Scarsguard. So I thought, like, oh, give it Scarsguard. <laughs> I give it goddamn two years, and we're going to be talking about Tony's be like, I watched this video, I this movie I just had in my thing. And it was so good. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, bro. I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna be a cult following. I can feel. I was watching. I was like, "Yeah, this movie's gonna be a cult following." But it had like an 89% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So how could it be wrong, right? Like, how could it fail, dude? I was bored. It dude, was so you're boring. in trouble. You're in trouble. No, it was very long, dude. Like this has like a seven out of ten on IMDb. Oh, no, 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 dude. Yeah, like a lot of people love this movie. So I went into this with full expectations. It was not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought like they were going to torture him and shit. Not the case, dude. Like it's literally so, about rich people that just do stupid shit. The tomato meter is 86%. The audience score is a 50%. What, what, Infinity Pool is definitely like, a wild bullshit. time, but when it's trying to be scary or prod- provocative, it's more often than not just confusing. <laughs> it was so confusing, dude. I was like, why do they even give a shit? Like, why spend money to waste on this shit? They're just committing crimes because they know they can get away with it, which is the point. But at the same time, like, okay, well, what the fuck does that serve for the story? Then apparently this movie called Emily that's like, Got a ninety-five percent certified fresh rating on Tomato Meter. 
Dude, I'm I'm learning the hard way that you can't trust fucking Rotten Tomatoes. I used to say I'm, that they were bullshit, but now I'm really believing it. Are you ready for Cocaine Bear? Dude, I kind of want to see that because I read about that case in high school. It's based on a true story. Anyway, yeah. what's the status? Um, it comes out in, excuse me, on the 24th. We should go see it just to do a review on it. Because like I said, dude. The real life story is about how a mafia drug deal goes wrong. The plane goes down. The bear gets inside the plane, gets the cocaine, and goes on a murder rampage. True story. They turn it into a comedy. So, um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, did come out. Oh my god, I want to see that so fucking bad. It has a 6% on the tomato meter. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, though, <laughs> after watching Infinity Pulse. Six. And it has a 50 audience rating. I wonder what IMD says about it. The critics' consensus for this movie is, oh, bother. <laughs> They're like, this movie sucked. I want two hours of my life back. Let's see. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I am IMDB. It is a... Four out of ten on IMDb, so not as bad. I've heard worse. I've watched movies that they said sucked and were good, so I don't trust IMDb anymore either. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but I want to see this movie because we talked about it before, and like, this has never been done before. So we got to at least try, like, the attempt. It might suck. There's nobody famous in it. It's clearly a slasher film, so it's gonna blow anyway. But we got to try it. We've got some reviews here. It looks like. Um, I want this movie so bad. I want this movie so bad to be somewhat decent. The beginning starts out great. Storytelling. Sets things up for a decent film. And then it's flat. The writing gets so horrible. The acting outside of Pooh are horrible. I hate that this movie had so much potential. And gets wasted on an awful script. For low budget cinematography was done well. The music was well done. Can I please... Have me write the sequel. Christopher Robin by far was a waste. Did the director owe this guy money? Whoever played Pooh might be able to pull off Michael Myers. Good stocking movements. Best thing about the movie was the kill scenes. Which I expected. I figured it was going to suck anyway. Cringiest and strangest movie of the year. Is the title of this with no explanation. Um, not to get off topic, but uh, and let me announce: I'm not being paid to promote this movie. This is just me as a fan. If you guys haven't yet, check out Scott Goldberg, The Forest Hills, a uh, new movie that's being that's been made. Um, he's got a campaign for it that only has like, let me see how many days are left on it. So basically, it's a movie made by fans for the fans. There's a campaign where you can pay $125 just to have your name as an assistant producer credit. You can get 15 bucks for a donated credit. 25 bucks gets you a signed digital copy. If you pay 30, you can get a high resolution digital poster. Tyler, how the hell you get a signed digital copy? Yeah, I know that. That's why I didn't pay for it. No (laughs) offense to the guys that made this movie for 300. You can get a special thanks credit. So anyway, the forest Hills, it's a horror film. Again, it's made by the fans for the fans. It has famous names in it, though. Edward Furlong, who's famously known for playing John Connor in Terminator 2, as well as Becker, in, or no, Pecker in the movie Pecker, and a bunch of other movies. Uh, he's actually most known for playing Daniel Vineyard in American History X with Edward Furlong. This also has Shelley Duvall, who's come out of retirement. For those of you who don't know, Shelley Duvall played Wendy in The Shining, old as fuck. No disrespect, but again, it's The Forest Hills by Scott Goldberg. It hasn't come out yet. I don't know when it's coming out, but go to the Scott Goldberg official on Instagram to support this guy. I'm supporting this movie because I'm a fan. I love fan-made films. I'm sure it's not going to be like a box office success. It's probably going to get a limited release, but again, Scott Goldberg official on Instagram. Check it out. It's called The Forest Hills. I'm excited for it. Again, I'm not being paid to promote this. I'm just pushing it as a fan. So, fuck Infinity Pool. Check this one out instead. <laughs> and we still got to see. 
Blood and Honey, Winnie the Pooh. I'm excited for that. Even though it sounds like it's going to blow, it can't be any worse than the Oscar bait, the whale that we saw. Ian Austin went purely to support Brendan Fraser. That was it. Otherwise, I think we agree we're not buying this movie. We're not watching it ever again. So there's that. Um, so a movie I want to watch. Do it. Have you seen that movie Missing? Heard of it? No, I have not. Let's talk about this. Not some girl who's like talking to her mom on FaceTime and then all of a sudden like gets cut off. And she her mom just goes missing and she's like stuck in her house trying to use like ring cameras and computers and Facebook messaging and all and all these um apps and things she has to try to find her mom. Unfriended 2.0. <laughs> digital all digital it sounds interesting though because like dude i'm a sucker like i love thrillers i love horror films dude no matter how stupid it sounds i'll watch it is it out yet um i gotta see if this is out yet yeah it's her mom and get, like her mom and dad get on a plane and just disappear <sighs> you gotta try to find them third dimension I also want to cool. see a man called Otto with Tom Hanks because I love anything with Tom Hanks in it. Yeah, Tom Hanks, that's a given. Like, you're going to see it. It's Tom Hanks. I'd see it. I love Tom Hanks. He's my favorite Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I was going to say, I got to see it. Um, I did watch one that was pretty good. I'm a little behind on this. I'm not a big fan of found footage movies. I think they're kind of stupid. The Blair Witch Project, to me, started it all. So, I mean, that's why we got what we got. I did see one. It was on Shutter. It was called VHS. Been around since forever. I think it came out in 2012. So essentially, it's about like these dumbass fucking dudes that are gonna rob some old dude, break into his house. They're looking for a VHS tape that's gonna get them a bunch of money. They stumble upon a bunch of tapes and they make one of their dumbass dudes like watch each one to figure out if it's the one they're looking for. They find out the old dude is dead, so they're like, hey, dumbass, watch each tape. Each tape is a short story that's like a horror story. One is about two guys that try to get these chicks into their hotel so they can bang them. Excuse me. One chick is a fucking bat that starts eating them, murdering everybody. The next story is about a chick that takes her boyfriend on a cross-country road tour Turns out she murders him because she's, like, recording his ass and she's got an assailant. It's stupid. Another story is about these kids that go to the woods and there's a digital murderer. It's fucking weird, dude. Like, there's, like, five different fucking horror stories. Again, it's a cheesy movie. It's got a cult following, so I watched it. Again, it's called VHS. It was actually good. And, again, I, I don't like found footage. I think they're stupid as fuck. This one, it utilized it very well. There's like five sequels to it that I have no intention of watching because I hate sequels unless they have like really good word of mouth and they're actually better. Not the case here. Um, So if you haven't seen it, VHS is a very good found footage film. If you like horror movies, watch it. I highly suggest it. If I were to rate it, I'd give it like a 6.5 out of 10. It's not bad. I really thought it was good. The last story, the last tape they watch, it's pretty fucking scary. It's it's intense, dude. There's like the stories that are in each tape is like freaky. You watch it and you're like, I can't stop watching because it's weird as fuck. Again, it's all found footage though, so it's like weird as shit. But you know, it's got your cliche horror. It's got a cliche story. Like you know, the dudes at the end are going to be dead or they're all going to die. Like it's cliche as shit. But it is worth your time. Maybe not worth owning, but I highly suggest watching VHS. It was good. Way better than Skinamarink or whatever the fuck it was I talked about in the last episode that fucking sucked. Stupid movie. Infinity Pool, also a stupid movie. There's so many stupid-ass films being marketed as great. I've learned the hard way. Don't watch the movies that everyone says is good. Those movies suck ass. They end up blowing. But for some reason, they're like, guys, this is the one. And I'm like, no, dude, you need to protest better. Like, 
Stop making Fast and Furious movies. That's yeah, a movement I can please, get behind. Stop making God, those. Please. There's too many of them now. I'm There's fully, no reason. I am fully in on the stop making Fast and At some point, they they ran out of ideas about four movies ago, and now they're just trying to recycle the same stuff. They're going to space. Yeah, They're going to grab. space now, Tony. They're going to space. You can't put a car in space. You're not Elon Musk. Yeah. Like let's let's just say this. We've talked about this before, but I'll reiterate. I thought that Fast Five was the best one. Period. They should have ended it there. It was great. It was a turning point. It was no longer about racing. It's a heist movie. It was phenomenal. Oh my God! Harkins has Titanic in three D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm probably going to see it just before the fact that it's in 3D. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. So there's not a lot of good movies that are coming out. So I've been watching like the fucking go see this in theaters. And it's like Happy Gilmore because I've never seen it in theaters. So I want to see it now. That's what we should be doing. We should be going to the movies to see movies that came out before our time or during our time that we didn't see in theaters. Better opportunity than seeing fucking The Well. Or movies that you and I clearly wouldn't pay for. I um I want to go to Harkins and watch Missing. I'm down. It sounds Appar- like a good idea. Apparently, the new Puss in Boots movie is just like cinema masterpiece. Apparently, I've heard that. I've heard a lot Everybody of good reviews about is it. Like, oh my god, Puss in Boots is good. Do <laughs> so I Puss in Boots? Go see it. <laughs> They're marketing <laughs> like it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> They're like, but some guy told, looked me dead in my eyes and looked at me and said, Austin, Puss in Boots is the best movie of the year. And I said, there's no chance. No chance. Puss in Boots is the best movie of the year. To be clear, it's like, what, the third sequel for Puss in Boots, right? Second. Second. Bro, the no, first no, no. came this out like 05, first... and Puss in Boots came out, and then this is the sequel, the Puss in Boots 2. Bro, it's been like at least 15 years. What the fuck? No. It's gotta have been a while, dude. The first one came out in like 07 or 05. When did the first one come out? Let's see. When did the first Puss in Boots come out? 2011. Okay, yeah, so it's been a while, dude. Like, it's been too long for a second sequel. That's fucking nuts. But that's probably because they did Shrek 3 and 4. But, like, still, that's a long fucking time for a Puss in Boots sequel. But I've heard the same thing. And, like, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a pretty good review. They were like, dude, top tier, must see. And I was like, uh, you guys are pandering, clearly. But everyone I talked to has said that Puss in Boots 2, amazing. I think God, tomorrow I might have a fun day. I might go watch Ant-Man and then go watch Missing and then watch Puss in Boots. <laughs> I've heard the new Ant-Man isn't very good. Have you heard much about it? I've heard, Everybody's giving it a B. That's all I'm hearing. It's, it's a B. It's a B. It's a B. It's a B. So is it on Disney or is it just in theaters? Just in theaters. Now, it'll be in Disney soon, but... Yeah, give it like three weeks. It'll be on Disney Plus and you have to pay 20 bucks to see it. <laughs> That's the only gripe I have with Disney Plus is oh, you have to pay they, the trip. They, they stopped doing that because it failed so hard. Yeah, they did that with fucking What's It Up, Black Widow or whatever. Yeah, they did it with Black Widow and they did it with that Raya the Dragon one that turned out to be a trash film. Hopefully they didn't do it with that one that we were talking about that was super woke. Planet something. Oh, I watched that. A strange world. A strange world. How was that? Um, it's kind of a. The story's cool, but it was, it was really. It was like, Dad, I'm gay. And it like, was very clearly a woke movie. They build up this like really awesome adventure characters, like a real badass, and they build him up as this like cool old fashioned guy who's like we do stuff with our hands and we we do what we need to do to survive and we work and we and we do what we need to do and then it builds it up like he's going to be like he's going to be like, I'm gay and his and this guy this explorer's be like oh well that's 
to he, they build it up like this guy's going to give him this lecture about how being gay is unnatural or something. Right. And he goes, well, I'm gay. And he goes, oh, well, cool. He goes, you got a girlfriend? He goes, well, yeah, I'm, I'm gay. And he goes, oh, yeah, cool. Like, who's the boy's name? And you're like, nope, that's not how that would have gone. <laughs> like, that's, that's not how that would have gone. Um, My speaker decided to fuck up on me, so I'm not using that anymore. But with the, the craziest part is, th- like, we always make jokes about there being, um, we always make horrible jokes about all these places have to have, like, a crippled midget black tranny person. They put they, they, the dog it's in this film. Crippled midget. This dog, the dog in this movie is a cripple. They make the dog crippled. Like, it was a joke. You guys took it too far. Now you've made the joke legitimate. Like, it's it's time to stop. I don't know if you've seen it, dude, but South Park. They've had two episodes out. The first one is about how, like, Cartman, he's a jealous that Kyle... And Tolkien, his name's Tolkien now, so full disclosure, there was an episode where Tolkien's name is Tolkien. He's named after the writer of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and only Stan is, like, bewildered. Like, I thought his name was Tolkien, because, you know, Tolkien Blackford. They're like, yeah. no, you're fucking racist. So his name's <laughs> Dude, it's funny as shit. So they go with it. His name's Tolkien. Him and Kyle make TikToks, and Cartman's, like, super offended by it. And a little angel named Cartman Yee pulls up and he's like, no, we got to spread the love of Christians, even if it means discriminating against Jews. And like, (laughs) dude, they go full out against fucking Kanye. It's so funny. But like midway through it, they're talking to like about how Cartman goes around and he spreads a rumor that Kyle is in charge of Hollywood and everyone buys it because the whole Jews are in charge. So fucking Randy goes to Kyle's dad's house and he's like, hey man, can you tell Kyle that like the woke thing was cool, but it's destroying everything. That's what destroyed the Marvel franchise. It's just not working anymore. <laughs> Dude. And then like the second episode, oh my God, it's about how like the prince and the fucking princess from after the queen's death they have a podcast and a show. They're like, we want our privacy. We want privacy. And they move into fucking the house across from Kyle's and they start taunting him. And every time Kyle goes back, they're like, we want our privacy, damn it. <laughs> Dude, South Park, like, hit the nail on this one. No, but you saw any of the new Disney stuff, the new Disney, pro- um, they announced the, what Pixar's going to be doing? Nah, what are they doing? But we got new, so so Disney announced a bunch of movies they're gonna be making next. Um, see if I can pull it up here. Um, they're doing Toy Story four, which makes me upset. Or Toy you Story five, Toy- which makes me upset. That was mean Toy Story five. And they're like, we're gonna do Toy Story five. It's their highest movie, so it makes sense. Uh, I'm trying to find the list. They're doing a uh, another Frozen movie. Yeah, and they're doing a live. They're doing a live action Lilo and Stitch. Cancel it. I don't even want to see it. I know they have some. I know they have some people who have been um, cast already. Let's see. Let's see. The new Lilo and Stitch. Zach Galifianakis, is that the only person who's been... um... Is he Stitch? No, he better be freaking the other dude. It'd be funny as hell. Yeah, um, so... They keep Chris Sanders as the voice of Stitch and Zach Galifianakis. That's the only people they have. Um, the only person they have um, 
cast. So there's no so Ga- Zach Galifianakis has to be that fat alien's voice. It has to be. That would be my assumption. It's either that or Stitch. I don't know if I'd see it though, man. Live action, like it's not that old. Did they ever do a sequel to Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had a sequel and a um and a whole TV show, and they're both awesome. I think I only saw the first one. Yeah, I probably only saw the first one. I know that they're doing another fucking Finding Nemo. I heard about that. There's Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. And then they have the movie, then they have the TV show, uh, Lilo and Stitch, where they have to go around and capture all the other experiment experiments. Yeah, they're they're both pretty good. They're like, if you haven't seen this, you better go see it now. Oh, what the fuck? I just spilled my soda everywhere. God damn it. Yeah, um, I like Lilo and Stitch. I'm a little nervous about a live action hit. Lilo and Stitch becomes out next year. Um, but yeah, that literally did. He's like, we're making some new movies, and every single one of them is, um, every single one of them is a, a sequel. They gotta do a Bugs Life too at some point. No, hell no. That movie, that movie's not worth it. Homie, what? I love a Bugs Life. Don't play with me. A, a, a Bugs Life's fine. He's like, That's leave it, it as is. It's fine. Leave it alone. For the love of God, leave these people alone. They don't want to. The, these bugs are all dead. That's true. If you think about it, dude, they're all dead. Yeah, Just Kevin getting, Spacey. We're getting Inside Out too. And Kevin Spacey's not personally dead, but it's, his career is dead. Yeah. Then they have that movie Elemental. It's a movie called Elio. Elio is a Pixar, another original concept. Going, looks to be a lavish visual setting sci-fi adventure about an 11-year-old who's mistaken for Earth ambassador. Oh, I saw a trailer for this. This looks kind of good. Some kid, the people, some aliens come and think that, and he's like dressed up like the ki- like a king, like doing play things, and he's like commanding some people around, like they're playing around, and these aliens see him and think he's the leader, and they kidnap him, they take him to space. To, to to like negotiate a contract or negotiate like a peace deal between humans and a bunch of different aliens. And, and he's just freaking out because he has no idea what he's doing because he's 11. That sounds horrifying. Um, we are getting a Finding Nemo TV show. Yeah, so... It'll be very interesting to see what all those work out. And we're getting a, we're somehow getting goddamn, um, Toy Story five, which makes me upset. Like, can can Woody die? Can you let well, this? Well, it's kind of it's kind of time to end it. It's gotten old at this point. No, it was time to end it. It, it was supposed to be over in Toy Story three. It was over. It was the perfect ending. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. It's the most perfect movie in Pixar history. Toy Story three is phenomenal. Then they made Toy Story 4, which is a fine movie. It's okay. It's it's solid. Forky's kind of hilarious. And all these little shorts they have with Forky, good. I like them. They're funny. But I was about to be it. Um, t- um, Woody and Bo Peep just go off on their own. They're done. They're gone. So what else are you going to talk about? You can't have a whole movie based on Buzz Lightyear. You just did that. My kid wanted a fucking Forky for... Christmas and I was like, yeah, I'll make you one. I'm not fucking buying that shit from the store. No way in hell. But yeah, so we're getting a bunch of sequels and a movie about an 11 year old trying to negotiate peace treaties. It's gonna be hilarious. I think it's gonna be a great. I think it's gonna be a good movie. It looks like it's gonna be freaking awesome. I'm excited for it. Do we know when it's gonna come out? <sighs> nice. Good old Disney. I do have some uh, wrestling rundown to talk about, uh, just to make it quick for these last few minutes. I just finished watching Elimination Chamber. It's the last pay-per-view until WrestleMania, which is April. Um, 
So it was okay. I'd give it like a four, maybe even like a 3.5. Probably the better pay-per-view they've had in like this whole year. The biggest match was Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Now here's the thing. I thought it was a stupid idea to begin with. Sami Zayn isn't even like close to being on that level. But the second he turned on the bloodline, everybody, all of a sudden, all these Sami Zayn fucking supporters came out of nowhere. And dude, I was like, you dude. Seen, dude, there's so there's this um like kid with Down syndrome who loves the WWE. Dude, and he was at he was at this um he was at the at the wrestling where he turns on him and he's he cannot comprehend that this is fake. He's in his chair screaming and crying. He's, he's like, like he was blood. He's like he was blood. I can't believe he do that to Sammy. He was blood. And he's like, Mom, Mom, I gotta go give him a hug. He's so sad. He's so sad. And I'm just howling. Like, oh, the poor kid. He doesn't know it's fake. He's going through it. And he's having an entire emotional emotional breakdown. The, oh, no. the, the freaking stadium is, like, almost empty. There's, like, a couple people lingering around. And there's people sweeping. And he's still in the chair just sobbing. I need to go find Sammy and give him a hug. He was blood. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, poor buddy. Bro, like, all right. So when this happened, everybody was like Team Sammy. And I was like, how, dude? He's not even a good wrestler. He's a shitty wrestler. I'll say it, dude. His character fucking sucks. So all I could think was this entire night, if Sammy wins, we fucking riot. Like, I hate Roman Reigns, dude, and I want him to lose. It's like he passed 900 days of holding both titles. And I'm like, dude. 900 days of misery. It's time to end that, but not with Sammy. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. I want Cody to be the one to do it. I knew going into this that Sammy wasn't going to win, but if he fucking won, dude, I was going to lose my shit. But I called it. I was like, here's what will happen. Sammy's going to lose because of the help of the Usos. Now, full disclosure, Jay Uso supposedly quit the bloodline because of the treatment towards Sammy and with Kevin Owens and all that shit. But he came back to help his brother defend the title. So nobody knows what's going on with Jey Uso. They just know that him and Jimmy are still like tag team champions. My prediction was Jimmy will show up to try to weaken Sammy. That happens, but it's not enough. Sammy's still in it. So then my next prediction was, Socolo Solo will show up. Doesn't happen. Instead, Jey Uso shows up. And my immediate thought is Jey Uso is going to turn on fucking Sami Zayn. When that happens, Kevin Owens will come out and protect him. That's not what happens either, though. What happens is is Roman's like smacking Jey around like, come on, your bloodline, help me fucking finish this. And Sammy gets up to his senses, and he fucking tackles Jey Uso by accident. Jey is gone. Roman wins by an accident. They attack him, and Kevin Owens comes out. I was like, yep, so what's going to happen here is we'll have Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, because they were a tag team when they came into the business. They'll reunite. They'll take on the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag team belts. That's always been my prediction that it, this is what's going to happen because Sami Zayn is not heavyweight champion material. There's no fucking way. But he's been a part of the bloodline storyline for a fucking year. So I was kind of right. We'll see what happens. I don't see Sami winning a champion, bro. There's no way. Cody Rhodes is going to be the one that dethrones Roman. They made that clear a year ago when he showed up because Cody wants to fulfill his destiny, which is becoming the champion, something his father never did. And his father's a legend. So I don't see anyone else doing it. That was that. It was an okay match. I have that point, Cody wins it just to get immediately freaking kicked in the mouth and lose it immediately. Somebody comes out and fucking fucks him up immediately. <laughs> you know, suck. I mean, pissed. That Clay was my kick him was, right in the mouth. Boom. That was my thought with Sammy. I was like, he'll win this shit just to lose it a month later. Like, that'll be such a waste. Yeah. 
The worst match in this pay-per-view was Brock versus Bobby Lashley part three. Part one sucked because Brock Lesnar came in and he made it to where Bobby Lashley would lose the champion. Boring. Part two, Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar by making him not submit, but like pass out from the the hurt lock, basically a headlock. Bobby Lashley went on a rampage and fucked up Brock afterwards. Boring. Chapter three. So Bobby Lashley gets Brock in the hurt lock again. Brock fucking lifts his leg up, kicks him in the nuts. The referee's like instant DQ. Boring. But Brock Lesnar throws him around, beats him up, and I'm like, okay, they're building towards Brock and Bobby at WrestleMania part fucking four. But they've done this three times, and it sucks. If three times suck and the fans are bad, that's not going to do it. Yeah, and I was like, that sucked. That was the worst match. The one that I thought was going to suck ended up being good. It was Edge and Beth Phoenix, two Hall of Famers, versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley from the Judgment Day. Ended up being a good match. Edge needs to retire. I'm hoping he retires soon. He's just getting old. Um, the other two matches were the women's elimination chamber. I was fully team Carmella. She didn't win. Fucking Asuka won. So now it'll be Asuka versus Bianca Belair for the women's Raw champion at WrestleMania. Dude, 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 did you see? So there is a fight behind that between that Bianca Belair and somebody else. And they have there's a video online that has their fight choreography next to that fight when um in scary movie when the chick fights scream. Yeah, I saw that. It shit. is beat for beat the exact same fight. I it was is, dying. So I was like, the WWE is running out of ideas. No, it did, dude. And like the men's elimination chamber came up, and it's for the United States champion. Full disclosure. Roman has both belts. The USA Network is pissed because they don't have a heavyweight champion. They want a heavyweight champion. What's WWE's idea? Make the United States champion the champion on Raw. Austin Theory is the United States champion. I didn't like him at first, but now I kind of do. He's like the bad guy, John Cena, basically, so I'm all for it. And I knew going into it, I was like, Austin Theory will win. They're building him up as the next guy. So it gets all the way to where it's Seth Rollins and Austin Theory. They're all that's left in the elimination chamber. And I was sitting here thinking, how does Austin Theory win this? Because he's not going to win clean. He's a bad guy. He's got to win a shitty way. You know who shows up to fuck up the whole show? Logan Paul. He shows up, smacks Seth Rollins to the ground, Disappears and goes, keep talking shit. Keep talking shit, bro. I'm the guy. Seth Rollins loses by fucking interference. Austin Theory defends. And I was like, okay, good conclusion. But that means they're doing Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I got to give Logan Paul credit where it's due. He's taking the wrestling thing seriously. Here's the problem. He's just like Brock Lesnar. He only shows up at the big pay-per-views. Super fucking annoying, dude. I wish they would make him a full-time wrestler if he was really going to get serious. But he's like, no, I'll take $6 million a match. That's annoying, Ow. dude. That's not a real wrestler. But I get it. It's a business deal. It's a fucking business deal, so it makes sense. He's got and he's, he's got boxing to worry about there, tons. Yeah, boxing. <laughs> I was going to say, bro, like, I'll give him credit, but mm-mm. I understand now why boxing fans are like, fight a real fighter, motherfucker, because that's how it is. But that being said, we've reached the end of the road, unfortunately. I mean, not much to touch on except for the shitty movies I've been watching, the movies that Austin and I want to see, and not a lot going on for AEW and wrestling. I'm willing to admit AEW has been boring this last month, but you know we'll see what happens from there. Otherwise, Austin, buddy, um, we've had an issue with the uh, Great Girls Podcast website. Was that um, was that fixed by chance? That has been fixed. Okay, I'm just making sure before I advertise because full disclosure, people, we had an issue with our website. I had to put out a link for Spotify 
to cover for it. But that being said, if you like what you heard here and you guys want to check out more, go to thegreatgrowthpodcast.com for our entire backlog of episodes. I am Tony here with my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I will see you on the next episode. Adios. Oh, and don't forget to text Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, to 48.